Welcome everyone. My name is Tan and I'm an independent certified financial planner practitioner. In this video, I want to focus on a tax qualified employee stock purchase plan, ESPP, which is the most popular plan. What is an employee stock purchase plan? A ESPP is a company run program where participating employees can purchase company shares at a discounted price. Employees contribute to the plan through payroll deduction, which builds up between the offering date and the purchase date. At the purchase date, the company uses the accumulated funds to purchase the shares in the company on behalf of the participating employee. For example, 12 months offering period and purchase period every six months. Start payroll deduction in January, February, March, April, May, then purchase shares in June. Start payroll deduction in July, August, September, October, November, then purchase shares in December, depending on the plan. Another way to structure the plan is start payroll deductions in January, February, March, April, May, and June, then purchases shares in the same month, which is June. Start payroll deduction in July, August, September, October, November, and December then purchase shares in the same month, which is December. The payroll deductions occur on an after-tax basis, which means income tax and FICA taxes have already been taken out of the pay before the money is set aside for the ESPP purchases. Depending on the plan, the employees could get up to a 15% discount on the stock price at the offering date or the purchase date, whichever is lower. This is called a look-back. For example, if your company's stock's price at the offering date is $100 and at the purchase date is $120, you get the 15% discount on the lower stock price, which is the 15% discount on the $100. You pay $85 for the stocks because of the 15% discount on the $100. Because it is such a good deal, there's a cap on how much you can contribute to a ESPP. In most plans, you may contribute up to the lower of 15% of your salary, pre-tax or after-tax depending on the company, or $25,000 each year. Your plan description will tell you if you are contributing pre-tax or after-tax and the limits. Cash that is not used to purchase the stock should be refunded back to you or held in the plan for future purchases. Continuing from the previous example, the discount is always compensation income to you, which means you bought the shares for $85 at the $100 share price. That $15 difference is compensation income to you. Remember, the discount is always compensation income to you. More compensation income or not depends on your holding period when you sell the shares. Let's say you will sell the shares for $140. A qualifying disposition, if your holding period is greater than two years from the offering date and greater than one year from the purchase date when you sell the shares, $15, $100 minus $85 is the compensation income to you plus $40, $104 minus $100 is the capital gains. A non-qualifying disposition, if your holding period is less than two years from the offering date and less than one year from the purchase date when you sell the shares, $35, $120 minus 
is compensation income to you plus $20. $104 minus $120 is the capital gain. As you can see, it is advantageous to have a qualifying disposition because you have less compensation income and more capital gains relative to a non-qualifying disposition. Normally, capital gain tax rates are lower than earning income tax rates. Example 2. If your plan does not have a look-back feature and you get a 50% discount on the purchase date, $120 times 50% discount equals $18. The $18 is compensation income to you. $120 minus $18 equals $102. The $102 is how much you pay for the shares. Anything above $120 is your capital gains. Let's back up the information from different sources and get into the details. The discount is the compensation income. Are you getting taxed as earning income on the discount? Yes. Discount is picked up as compensation income when the shares are sold. When you sell the stock, the discount that you receive when you bought the stocks is generally considered additional compensation to you. So you have to pay taxes on it as regular income. You may have earning income if the option price was below the stock fair market value at the time the option was granted. You are delaying tax at ordinary income rates on the 15% discount until you sell the shares. Although you are paying ordinary income taxes on the 15% discount, investing in ESPP is a good deal. What is compensation income? Compensation income is taxed as additional wages as the ordinary income tax rates which currently range from 10% to 39.6%. Compensation income is added to your wages and reported on Form W-2. Compensation income is subject to the federal income tax and any state income taxes. Compensation income is not subject to Social Security and Medicare taxes, FICA. Now that you have the company shares, how long you hold the shares until you sell it will give you different tax treatments. If you sell the shares one year period after the stock was transferred to you and two years period after the option was granted, you have a qualifying disposition. What is a qualifying disposition? When the shares are sold at least one year after the purchase date, Form 3922, Line 7, Date, Legal Title Transfer, and two years after the offering date, Form 3922, Line 1, date option granted. Another way to say it, from the grant date to the date sold equal more than two years after the date the option were granted and from the transfer date to the sold date equal more than one year after the date of transfer. Here is an example of a qualifying disposition. Grant date is January 1st, 2019. Exercise date is January 2nd, 2020. Sale date is January 3rd, 2021. For qualifying disposition, compensation income is the lower of the fair market value of the stocks on the date the option was granted minus the price paid to exercise the option. Or the fair market value of the stocks on the date the stock was sold minus the price paid to exercise the option. Why does this matter? to get the lowest compensation income and the highest capital gain as possible. Capital gains tax rates are lower than earning income tax rates. Non-qualified disposition. 
The shares are sold less than two years of the offering date and less than one year after the purchase date. Why does this matter? For non-qualifying disposition, compensation income is fair market value of the stocks on the date the option was exercised minus the price paid to exercise the option. Here is a really good example from a real case on a non-qualifying disposition. This example comes from MyStockOption.com, a website with educational resources on all types of stock compensation. My company employee stock purchase plan, ESPP, seemed like a good deal. But I'm baffled by the tax rules on my sale of the stocks when I hold the shares after the purchase but not long enough to qualify for special tax treatment. At the start, the grand date price was $10. At the end, the price was $40. So I paid just $8.50, 85% of the lower of the two prices to buy the stock. I later sold my 500 shares at $18.50, giving me a $5,000 profit. Why am I not being told that I need to pay tax on $15,700 in compensation income? The answer. You did not hold the ESP stocks two years from the date of grant and one year from purchase. So you owe income tax on the actual $31.50 market spread on the date of the purchase, $40 minus $8.50. You do have a capital loss of $10,750, $18.50 minus $4 per share times 500 shares. You can use these capital losses to offset capital gains, then write up $3,000 against your ordinary income and carry forward the unused amount. If you had held the stock long enough and sold it at the same price, then the spread will be $1.50, $750 total income. As it is based on the lower grant date price of $10 with the long-term capital gains of $4,250. $18.50 minus $10 times 500 shares. Summary of the holding period. Qualifying disposition if the sale date is greater than one year after the transfer date and sale date is greater than two years after the grant date. Non-qualifying disposition if the sale date is one year or sooner after transfer date and or sales date is two years or sooner after grant date. Long-term rates apply to capital gains if the sale date is one year plus one day after transfer date. Ordinary rates apply to short-term capital gains if the sale date is one year or sooner after transfer date. Form 3922 and Form 1099-B. Form 3922 contains information about your ESPP purchases during the prior tax year. The transfer date is shown in box 7 and the grant date is shown in box 1. If your shares are held at E-Trade, you can get trade confirmation from E-Trade and E-Trade should give you Form 1099-B and Form 3922 so you can report it on your tax return. If you don't get the form, you can call and ask E-Trade for the forms. Net Investment Income Tax NIIT. Long-term capital gains are taxed at long-term capital gain tax rates and you may also be subject to the 3.8% net investment income tax. Effective January 1st, 2013, individual taxpayers are liable for a 3.8% net investment income on the lesser of their net investment income or the amount by which their modified adjusted gross income exceeded to the 150000 for marriage filing jointly. Coming error. 
Fail to report earning income with a qualifying disposition on your tax return. Paying too much taxes because the stock basis is wrong. Solution. Gather all the information you can and give it to a qualified accountant. Common questions I get all the time. Should I contribute to my 401k with a match or ESPP? You need to run the numbers because it depends on your income, any debt, do you need the money, etc. Strategies. Contribute the maximum to your ESPP because you are getting the 15% discount and normally there is a look back provision on the stock price. Although you are paying only income taxes on the 15% discount, you are getting a really good return on investment. You get tax deferral on the discount until the stock is sold. With an employee stock purchase plan, nothing appears on your W-2 until you sell the shares. When should you sell the shares depend on your risk tolerance, your outlook of the company, do you need the money, how much is your compensation income, and capital gains, etc. Participate to get the discount, hold the shares long enough to pay long-term capital gains on the sale of the shares, divest from a concentrated stock positions by selling the shares, and then invest in a diversified portfolio or pay down debt if there is any. Sometimes it makes sense to sell the shares right away to realize the gain and pay the compensation income on the gain. Take advantage of the volatility in the stock price. If you can sell certain shares at a loss, it is advantageous to sell the shares and realize the loss. Why? Lower your tax burden. Diversifying away from a concentrated stock position. Converting stocks into cash. Capital losses offset capital gains, then up to $3,000 from capital loss can be offset earning income, then remaining losses can carry forward into the future. If you really like your company stock, you can buy it back later, but be careful of the watch sale rule. Please note that investing involves risk and a potential loss of principal. I can't give out tax advice, but it does not mean I cannot talk about it. Please consult with a tax professional before making an informed decision. I hope you enjoyed this video. Until next time, this is Tan, your trusted advisor.